0: As I think about Christmas Eve, at least for me, and I'd really think for most of you, I'm gonna just make a statement that I believe I could get almost unanimous vote. Christmas Eve is different than any other day in the entire year. It really is. There's something about Christmas Eve, there's so much excitement, you almost can just take your hands and reach out and grab hold. And as I think about here we are, all over the world today and tonight, Christians will gather in their houses of worship and in their homes and they will celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. That's why we have come. That's why you are here. In our family, uh, we've always had a family service after this service. And uh, I asked Dottie today, I said, Dottie, when did we start that? I said, I I remember we've been doing all these years. In fact, but when did we begin? And she said, well, we started doing that when we were in seminary. When we were in seminary, when we went to seminary, uh, John was six months old. So we had Dottie and me and John. And uh, of course, at six months old, he wouldn't have known, but be that as it may, uh, we always, after we were at church, we'd come back then, we lived in a little apartment in seminary village. And she said, all these years, we have had this service. Now, as the years have progressed, have you ever noticed how when you start something, it has a way of getting longer? Have you ever observed that? Well, this thing has turned into a a really, most of you just couldn't last through the whole thing. It's a long thing. Now, this year, you know, so many things are different. This year, our grandson, Joel, has COVID. He has no symptoms, but he's been tested twice. He has COVID. So that family won't be at our service tonight. So it'll be John and Dottie and me. And I'll just let you know a little secret. I won't call names, but some in our family have been trying to shorten that service. (laughs) But let me say this to you. It will never happen because Charlie Joe keeps adding stuff to it, and Graham keeps approving it. And that thing is all out of control is what it is. It's just really out of control. But it's a sweet time. We'll have a different kind of service. We're still going to have our family Christmas Eve service with all of our family as soon as uh, that Joel and the family can participate with us. So we're going to kind of have a delayed, but tonight... Uh, We're going to have still uh, the same stuff except we won't do that program. We'll do something different. Now, probably tonight in your home, you may not have a full-length program, but most of us somewhere on this Christmas Eve day and night, uh, we do pause and maybe privately, maybe just a husband, wife, whatever the case may be, we we think about what it is we celebrate on this Christmas Eve. And someone says, well, what is it we're celebrating? Well, you know what we're celebrating. We're celebrating uh, the birth of Jesus. And we read about that in the Bible. And I realize on Christmas Eve, everybody doesn't bring their Bible to church. So I'm going to read a little section here in a moment. But we read about the birth of Jesus in the gospel of Matthew and in the gospel of Luke. And it's interesting, if you've never read it, they're not long stories. Luke's a little longer than Matthew. But in the Gospel of Matthew, the Bible says an angel, no name given for that angel, just an angel, came and spoke to Joseph in a dream and explained to Joseph how Mary had become pregnant. And it's just a beautiful, verse, a beautiful story. Now, in the Gospel of Luke, The Bible tells us that the angel Gabriel came to Mary to explain to her that she was going to become pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and she was going to give birth to a son, and he would be named Jesus. That would be the name. And so you, you put all those stories together. It's very, very interesting. So that said, let me just read the little part from the gospel of Luke. And many of you before the day is over in your home, you well may do the very same thing. Uh, in, in the gospel of Luke, uh, it, it's, it's just such a very interesting story as we read about Christ's birth. It says, now in the sixth month, now that's talking about the sixth month of Elizabeth's uh, pregnancy. Uh, John was going to be born to her. But it says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin. Betrothed, we would think of it as gage, Jewish betrothal, uh, actually uh, was a commitment that could only be ended by divorce. And the man and the woman in the Jewish law would live as though husband and wife, but never any physical relationships until they became officially husband and wife. It says, so to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, now think about that. Mary saw this angel Gabriel. She was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. And he'll be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Now that's the end of Gabriel's speech. Then the Bible says, Mary said to the angel, Gabriel, how can this be? says I do not know a man. And then the angel answers that. Angel Gabriel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. And then the angel Gabriel said, for with God nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, behold the maidservant of the Lord, Let it be to me according to your word. And the Bible says, And the angel Gabriel departed from her. Well, you know, I fear that for many of us, if someone doesn't remind us to think differently, that we think about Christmas Eve and we just think about, well, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Well, we do. But now listen very carefully. That's not the bottom line. The bottom line is we celebrate the virgin birth of Jesus. You know, we don't mention much about that, but actually the virgin birth is is the whole big thing. Because had it not been for the virgin birth, there would be no atonement for our sins. Were it not for the virgin birth, you would have no solution for your sins nor would I have any solution for my sins. Had Jesus been born by a man, whether that man be Joseph or some other man, he would have been conceived in sin and. He would not have had sinless blood because the bloodline comes through the Father. And so as we think about that, it's so very important as we think about Jesus in the manger. When Lord Jesus was in that manger, uh, in his veins flowed, in baby Jesus' veins flowed blood, but it was sinless blood because of the virgin birth. And it had to be. Because the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. But it has to be a sinless blood. So that is what we celebrate when we think about the virgin birth. It has everything to do with what's going to happen to you. What's going to happen to me when we end this earthly life. You know, how do we go to heaven? Well, we have to be, uh, our sins have to have an atonement. Our sins have to be paid for. The virgin birth makes all of that possible. You see, Jesus is not the son of God because he was born of a virgin. Jesus was born of a virgin because he is the son of God. And so as you celebrate the birth of Jesus, I hope you'll just keep in mind, it's not just like, you know, a babe was born and no, 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 no. It, the, the whole thing is, it's the virgin birth and what that means to our life hither and yon. Now this leads us to the question. It's a good question. Why on Christmas Eve, the Christian churches and people gather and observe the Lord's Supper? You see, the Lord's Supper is about the death of Jesus. Christmas Eve is about the birth of Jesus. Well, the answer to that is that the two, the birth and the death, they go together. Without his sinless birth, (laughs) there there would have been no Golgotha. There would have been no payment of sin. That's why we had the song so beautifully sung uh, from the cradle to the cross. And so as we, in a moment, as we eat the bread and drink of the cup, Uh, What are we celebrating? Well, we're celebrating, yes, thanksgiving to God that Jesus died to pay for our sins, but we we have to remember that it, it all originated in heaven. The Bible tells us before the foundation of the world, God's plan for atonement already existed. And then it came from heaven and went to Bethlehem, then from Bethlehem to Golgotha. And so that is what, we do here tonight. And, you know, I, as, as I think about that, I think about our church and I think about this year. Let, let me, let me take a moment as pastor and, 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 and say a word that will be helpful. This year we have had more of our church members and their families die in, in 2021 than any of the 32 years I've been pastor of this church. And so we've journeyed this year with more of our families, have gone through a death of a family member, a mate, a child, a brother, a father, a mother. And you know, as I think about that, here we are tonight. That is really the reason we're here tonight and what we celebrate. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus, yes. But from, from the cradle, there was the cross, and we're celebrating the death of Jesus because at his death, he shed his sinless blood to pay the sin debt that had to be paid. And so, to those families, that this is your first Christmas without a loved one. That's, that's hard, but I want to remind you tonight, because of what we celebrate tonight, they're celebrating their first Christmas seeing with their eyes the Jesus that we see with our eyes of faith. Doesn't do away with the feeling we have about missing them. And then as I thought about that, I thought about, you know, the fact of the matter is <laughs> one day. Every person who has ever lived and who may be living will see Jesus. They will see see him one day perhaps in heaven. Many of our family members, that's where their family member today is seeing. Can you imagine Christmas Eve in heaven seeing Jesus? Well, one day that's where many will see him. Others not only will see him there, others will see him in the air. The Bible talks about the rapture of the church when we'll be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And then the sad part though, the sad part, multitudes, Jesus is very clear about this, multitudes one day will see Jesus at the great white throne judgment. And then it'll be too late. They're gonna see a Jesus one day that they never knew. And tonight, I just want, before we have the eat the bread and drink of the cup, ask you, are you sure in your life beyond even a doubt that there's been a time in your life where you have felt like the Holy Spirit of God has spoken to you and that you have transferred your faith from yourself and from anything other than the atoning work of Jesus Christ and ask him to come into your heart, forgive you of your sins, and make you a Christian. And you know, if you've not done that, what a great time to do that. And then for the majority of you tonight, you've already done that. But in a moment, as we have a little time of prayer, I want you just to thank God that no matter what, because of who we celebrate, And what we celebrate, the virgin birth, and then Golgotha, and they go together from the cradle to the cross, that one day, either there or in the air, you'll see Jesus. And that's going to be a glorious, glorious day.